0: From the shores of Summer Lake in Tigard, Oregon, it's the Portland Tim Beers Podcast. A show featuring two guys who love craft beer and Portland Timbers soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Jason and Gary. Tim Beers, I'm Jason. And I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Tim Beers. We talk a little about soccer, beer, and pretty much whatever else we want. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, i doing pretty good. How about you? Yeah, just... Living in life. We haven't <laughs> lost yet. Yet. Derby match going on. It's halftime. We're recording.
1: And it's 0-0. Um, zero, zero.
0: Fully anticipate a loss. Fully. Um,
1: Possibly. Very possibly.
0: What's your prediction?
1: I don't know. I mean, if, if we can keep the pressure up in the second half like we had the first half, there's a chance we could slip one by. But uh, I know how our defense plays in the second half, so it's not looking good for us. Yeah,
0: well, we'll see how this goes. So Williamson went down; looks like an MCL injury, uh, just from my untrained eyes. Um, so we'll see what they have to say. But it looks like another loss in the midfield. Uh, I I was validated. Taylor Twelman said, "Hey, yeah, you know, Chara. I mean, he still plays great in the center, but he's lost a step." No, and I'm like, finally, but somebody besides me saying he lost. Finally, a step. starting to say it. Certainly not the typical Portland fan saying <laughs> They think Diego Char can do no wrong. Yeah. But he's lost a step. So. He has lost a step. All right. Well, we got a fun one on tap. So it's been a busy weekend for us. Yeah. We uh, have been busy with the podcast stuff. Uh, but we got two beers in front of us. We got a uh, goldeny beer, which is a... Uh,
1: they both look goldeny.
0: Well, there's one that's lighter than the other, so... Hmm. There is a friendly neighborhood Kolsch. Uh, So one of these is a uh, bad boy Kolsch that you'll want to try. And then there is a awesome Tales from the Crypt looking... uh, IPA. IPA. Yep, I can tell you the difference already. It's called Pale from the Crypt. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it is a, a hoppy little son of a gun. So it's Simcoe and Citra by Liquid Gravity Brewing. So...
1: You know, what's interesting, though, is the the hoppiness of that beer isn't the bitter hoppiness. It's more of the... Um,
0: citrus and floral. Yeah, yeah,
1: citrus citrus, and, like, tropical flavor.
0: Yep. It's which a, I, I,
1: I like those IPAs. Yeah,
0: that's the Simcoe and, Simcoe and the Citra on it. So, And then this Kolsch is not bad. Very light, pale Kolsch, like you'd think. Yeah. Um, kind of that grassy... Type notes to it.
1: And who does that one?
0: I'm looking here. I don't know. I'm going to have to stall in some time here.
1: All right. Well, the Kolsch has, uh, and the IPA both have just amazing little tiny bubbles as far as their carbonation goes.
0: Lumber Beard Brewing out of Spokane, Washington. Lumber Lumber
1: Beard. Beard, huh? Yeah,
0: that's what it says. So. Friendly neighborhood Kolsch, so pale, beautiful, clean Kolsch. Um, you know, we're Kolsch people, so. Oh, yeah. Um, but it is uh, interesting little uh, Kolsch, so.
1: Yeah, I'm not finding anything uh, anything wrong.
0: Nope. Nope. Well, we'll sip on these throughout Definitely the rest clean. of the podcast here, so. Well, I got uh, our new business cars, my friend, so I'm going to pass that back to you. Um, I went a little bit bigger and bolder than the last ones. So uh, made some slight updates. We were getting ready for a fresh hop, so we're going to yes. need to hand some of these out. We're running low. A uh, big, bold Portland Tim Beers podcast font with just yours and my name, uh, nice and bold. Yeah. And then some logos on there, where to find the podcast or how to connect with us. They so, look really good. Yeah, not too bad. Debbie said they look like crap from a design standard wise. Really? I said, well, you should uh, make our next cards. She says that for the record on every one of our cards. So so,
1: so the challenge is on for Deputy Design us a better card.
0: No, as soon as I bring that up, she just turns her nose up and goes the other way. <laughs> yeah. She just likes to say how bad our design is compared yeah. to hers, so. Okay. And I'm like, "You know what? We're not trying to actually win work with us or do anything. This is just introducing ourselves to brewers and people in the beer industry, yeah. so." And better yet, when it's hanging on a wall, Next to a bunch of stickers and other magnets. It stands out. This one stands out, baby. So, All right. Well, we had the chance to head down to the Top Wire Project uh, down in Woodburn, Oregon. So this is the uh, Crosby Estates Hop Yard where they're uh, growing hops, and they've been doing so for about 120 years, and uh, it is hop harvest time. So, yes, uh, it is. man this place is beautiful like out in the middle of uh the hop fields they've carved out a little probably about a hundred yard piece of grass and uh and built like a tap house in the yeah. middle of the hop vines so totally ridiculous it's you know what i reminds me of field mm. of dreams dude field yeah of dreams. it
1: really yeah kind of does but from a beer standpoint yeah. Build it and they will come.
0: Like literally the path goes between some hop vines and then you open up into this little oasis. Yeah, and it's, and you're
1: surrounded by hops.
0: And it's top-notch beer. Like all the beers they've hand-picked in our, as you'll hear on the interview shortly, beers that use their ingredients. So, yes. Um, and we're talking about like Grains of Wrath and Double Mountain and Russian River and I mean uh, Block 15. Like the big dogs are using these guys as hops, and yep. that's what they're carrying on tap. So, so not only do you drink great beer, but you get to do it in a beautiful setting. So, turns out Will and uh, Nikki went over there, and Tim and Jamie went over yeah. there. Yeah. We were over there. So, they, they all went today. And um, yeah. So, listeners, if you get a chance, man, I say head down to Woodburn, go about a mile past the uh Woodburn Outlet Mall and you're back into farm country back there and there's this beautiful like I said beautiful little tap project going on called Topwire so
1: and if you love the smell of hops that's the perfect place to be sitting. Oh,
0: yes. Yes, absolutely. All right, well let's give it a listen. Here's the interview. All right, Jason from the Timbers here. I am uh we're at Topwire Project here in Woodburn, just outside of Woodburn. Um, Our, what would we call him, the mascot, Tim, uh, said, hey, you guys got to go check this place out. And so we said, okay, we'll check it out. And so here we are on a beautiful Saturday in the middle of a hop field. and um, But we're here with one of the people from Topwire. I'll let him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about Topwire Project, where we're at, and what you guys are doing here.
2: Thank you. Uh, My name is Joey. I'm the manager here at Topwire. We are located in the middle of the Willamette Valley. Great place to grow hops. Uh, we want to act sort of as a, as a gateway for the community to learn more about one of the most important aspects of beer. You know, you get them all yeast, water, and the hops, and we're providing one of the four pillars, and we want to be a space where people can come out, not only be physically in that sort of environment, but have them drinking in a place that's really focused on that element of beer. So we want to showcase beers that, A, use our hops, uh, but B, are kind of more hop-forward. So... Everything we have on top is designed or really curated, rather, uh, to provide that sort of experience.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. So we literally are sitting in the middle of a hot field. There's this kind of oasis of green grass in between uh, some vines here. Beautiful setup, a container with some uh, bathrooms here. Zenner's, or Dano's dogs, I guess, here. So there's food, there's beer, there's bathrooms. Listeners, come check this place out. Um, so, let's talk a little bit about the beer. So, when you guys are selecting beers, are you um, collaborating with folks and, like, doing something? I see, like, I'm drinking a Top Wire beer right now, mm. right? Or how does that beer selection go? Are
2: you specifically looking for people that use your hops or maybe some that you want to work with down the road? So, a prerequisite for getting on tap here is absolutely buying hops from us. So, first and foremost, you have to be a customer to some, in some capacity, and then to get on tap, there has to be at least one of our varietals in your beer. Not specifically from the estate. So, we have some beers that are obviously estate grown things. So, Centennial, Amarillo, Strata, the the big one right now. Uh, but we have, for example, what I'm drinking here, the uh, Tiki Tour from Thomas Hooker out of Connecticut. They have a, uh, a litany of New Zealand ops from farms that we collaborate with down there. So, Hop Revolution, et cetera. So, you know, Matueca pacific sunrise we're showcasing a lot of what we do in our portfolio not just what we do on the estate um, so to get on tap you've got to use our hops um collaboration wise we do have three right now so you're drinking the grains of wrath collaboration where we go actually rub hops with mike talk about what will go well together but really he is the creative mastermind behind all of those beers uh that particular series so we're on the third volume Fourth is coming up here shortly. I'll uh, leave that one be a little bit of a secret, but there's some strata in there because everyone loves it right now. (laughs) And then the fifth and final that we want to crank out this season, we want to do a fresh shot. Uh, That one's still in the works, obviously. The things that we want to throw in there have yet to be harvested, so we'll hopefully see that one before the end of the season. Uh, We're trying to wrap up around, around Halloween this year, so we want to make it to the end of October if the weather permits. But yeah, we... We try to collaborate just in the capacity that we can, but at the end of the day, the brewers know best. So we grow the hops. We know how to grow hops, and we know what to look for in hops. We know what is what is there aromatically, oils, everything like that. Uh, but in the beer-making process, that is all on the brewer. So we can be there. We can be discussing. But we want to give them the power to make what, what they think would be best to showcase what, our, what we're doing. So.
0: Outstanding. Yeah. So, so you don't have any fresh hop on right now. I mean, we're in the middle of hop harvest time right now. If you look, there's vines down. I love that you kept two rows of vines here for the ambience here. Yeah. Um, but we're in the middle of harvest right now, this second, and it's moving kind of forward, as you said, through October. Mm-hmm. Um, any fresh hop beers on now or plans to bring fresh hop in here in the next several weeks? Because it's popping, right?
2: As soon as they're ready. So yep. some, of the, some of the brewers that we work with are picking up daily. I had a level out here yesterday. We were kind of chatting it up with them and they were going to rush them into, into their beer. Also depends on if a brewer does hot side, cold side. So if they're throwing them in hot side, then we won't be seeing that for a couple weeks. But I know ex novo, for example, was one of the first to hit the market with their fresh hop. Elliot, uh, because they go cold side, so it's they can have the beer basically ready, grab the hops, throw them right. in on the back end, and be good to go. Yeah, cold side green, and you get that greeny taste out of it as soon as you pop it in. So yeah. that's good. So it's, it's depending on what the brewer wants to do. I think our volume five or uh, 1.5, maybe to bury the lead a little bit, yeah, might be something on the hot side. We'll find out. Cool. But uh, just as soon as, as soon as they're getting to distributors or the people that self distribute as soon as they're ready to, to pass those things off, we want them on tap. Cool. So what was the catalyst for this? So I
0: mean Crosby's been around forever, right? I mean one hundred and twenty one uh, years. Oregon Oregon staple for uh, for hops and so the listeners know that we're taking a big road trip up to Yakima to check that out and but Oregon's not far behind Yakima as far as hops and, and what we do for hops here. Yeah. What does Yak or what does Crosby do? What are they known for, as far as hop varietals? And um, specifically, kind of, how did this
2: spring up? Like, what? What? I mean, I get it, but why did this pop up out of a dream? So, uh, so that would be my boss, Jenna. This is kind of her vision. Um, she has a background working for multiple different breweries, so I think she wanted to combine her her knowledge working in that space. We don't brew first and foremost, right. but the space of actually serving the product. She wanted to combine her knowledge and experience with that into the hop experience itself because we've always had brewers come out here for selection and we would throw parties, but we didn't have the dedicated venue space. And this, we didn't want it to just be a venue space. We didn't want it to be so exclusive. We want it to be for the people. And we love being a local hub for the community, farmers, workers, just people that live around here. This is their spot now, and we're really happy to provide that for them. But really, we wanted to be... An experiential sort of ex- space, uh, much like a winery, you go get to you get to drink wine in the vineyard. It's very idyllic. People love that, mm-hmm. but that experience hasn't really existed for beer, uh, which has been a bit of a shame. So we wanted to kind of bring that to the market, right. and it's been super well received.
0: Now so, it's it's pretty yeah. amazing. Like you, it totally is a sensory thing. I mean, sitting here in the middle of the hop field, you're connecting with the beer. You know, these beers had some sort of hop varietal from the farm here. Yeah. Um, It's a pretty, pretty
2: cool uh, atmosphere. So, I mean, great connection. I I dodged your... Your question on varietals that we grow. We're kind of a little bit more in the classic. So right now we're sitting in a centennial field or what's left of it. Centennial is one of the first to be harvested. Uh, You could literally turn 180 degrees and pluck one of those cones there if you wanted. Make my own fresh hop. There you go. Just (laughs) squeeze it. Cold side. That's how that works. That's right. Uh, Over there we've got Amarillo nugget across the street. We grow Strata, Citrus, Simcoe. We're growing a lot of the kind of more classic Northwest hops uh, on the estate. But then we work with growers in Germany and basically all of the European countries that grow hops we've got a hand in that game as well as Australia New Zealand Uh, we're trying to be global to Mm -hmm. the extent that we can but also really focusing on what we do here at the estate doing it organically doing it right by the by the planet you know we're a B Corp we're salmon safe we want to make sure that we are not hurting the earth rather than contributing to it you know Um,
0: so is there a consortium you guys work with I know like Yakima chief is a consortium of a lot of different growers um, Haas, I mean the big old Haas company, yeah. controls a bunch of those. Are you guys on your own, selling your hops on your own, or do you work with a consortium of uh,
2: folks? We work with a lot of other folks, and part of what allows us to do that is those buildings right over there, the baler, everything. We we do the whole processing as well, so we're not just plucking hops and shipping them off to somebody else to be pelletized. We can do all of that on site. So we can work with growers and do that for them here, be a hub for them to sell in Oregon, mm-hmm. um, I can't give you a list off the top of my right, head, but the yeah. website's great at doing that.
1: <laughs> so when you look at what, what Topwire's doing just in this location, it would it be considered like a research and development field? Or how would you classify it? Because there, there's one hop you keep bringing up that seems to be the big one. And I would love to hear more about what, what that is.
2: Strata is just that new hotness. It kind of bounces around every, you know, every year. It was developed not by us. Uh, We're contracted to grow it, uh, but it wasn't one of ours. We do experiment out here. We are trying to come up with new varietals. We we don't have the massive uh, R and D sort of infrastructure that Yakima has for example um, we're a bit smaller we're a lot smaller scale obviously but that's a thing that we're trying to work toward and we're constantly growing so this this year our CEO purchased 300 more acres okay. uh, we're up to about 9 something I believe uh, 13, 14 varietals on the estate so we want to move more into those spaces but yeah strata is what everyone wants right now so it's what we're trying to bring to people give the brewers what they want give the drinkers what they want uh, you know it was citra before it It just basically goes through waves. right now that's the hotness it may never not be the hotness right uh, but it's what people want in their beers
1: so another question that that i had that i have a, a personal stake in and i know a lot of the the smaller home brewers and the nano brewers out there want to hear about is is there even a possibility of picking up a chance to buy hops from places like this if you're that small
2: Fresh, probably not. If you want to buy pellets, absolutely. Okay. Through the website, you can order pellets. We do. We had a a brewer out here yesterday, I believe, from Fusion, which is not local. He flew out uh, to pick up forty pounds. Okay. Which is not nothing. You know, it's it's a it's a reasonable amount of hops, but it's not the multi hundred pound orders that a lot of the medium to larger places are doing, or even you know thousands of pounds. We have people on contract as well that are you know, a certain amount of our lots are kind of gone before they ever hit market because we contracted out. So we do have uh, an avenue for smaller people to go onto Crosbyhops.com and order smaller amounts. Uh, We want to make sure that it's accessible, but it's, we are largely working with, you know, those medium to larger breweries, Sierra Nevada buys from us, Russian River Pies from us, Bells. Uh, Right now, this... The, the New Zealand I'm drinking is from Thomas Hooker which I was just informed actually about 10 minutes ago from a buddy of mine that's from Connecticut they're actually pretty big yeah. I and mean, I had never seen them out here so I didn't know the extent to which they're big but they're a bigger place and they're quite a nice customer of ours and I
1: think a lot of that has to do with the distribution laws um, and, and where you know distribution like who where they want to distribute their beer yeah. how they can get it across state lines all that fun stuff but
2: which is tricky we recently had uh, Arizona wilderness out there I believe in a suburb of Phoenix we had a few kegs of theirs we had mad tree from Ohio out here and getting those beers on tap here can be a little bit of a logistical headache yeah. uh, we get it from a distributor but then the distributor won't return the keg so we need to be mailing shells back to the breweries it's and I've been parts of multi, uh, multi-email threads about how do I get this here and just, okay it's supposed to be on on a freight truck it might be there next week it's <laughs> right. it's not as streamlined as obviously the people locally that self-distribute or right. Oregon Washington California breweries that work with the big Miletus Columbia uh, day one point blank we get beers from all of them as well as so many other smaller people that uh, don't immediately spring to mind but yeah we're we're trying to get stuff from all over the place, but right. some states and their laws and Oregon's laws, which... They make it really challenging. Yeah, it's a little anachronistic for me, just liberalize it a little bit, make it easier to sell your product to other people, the people that right. want it, because we know what it is, and it's it's doing good.
1: And then I, I think that the, probably the last question I've got for you is knowing that's, that hops are seasonal, is top wire out here, as far as this layout goes, also seasonal? Are you only open during like the the summer and hop season months?
2: Yes. So we we opened opened uh last I believe it was July 25th last year was when we actually launched Topwire as as a place uh and then shut it up around October. Reopened late April this year and we're like I mentioned earlier we're trying to make it to uh Halloween this year. Uh but being in Oregon the weather uh, is very much in control of that. So we're all outdoors. We have we're sitting underneath the tent right now, which is new this year. We didn't have this last year, and this you know we can't stay open off of three and a half tables, sadly, that are covered by this tent. Uh, so it's very seasonal, and it also, if you want it, you got to come out here while it exists. You don't you don't get this experience year round, which I find unfortunate as somebody who works here. So anyone out there listening, uh, if you need a bartender after. <laughs> After October 31st, I'm up in Portland. <laughs> Come find me. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's very seasonal. But that's also, demo- like, demonstrating the seasonality of hops. You don't get fresh hops all year now, right? So just like you don't get fresh hops all year, you don't get top wire all year. Right. Maybe one day that'll change if we're in different places. Uh, but this venue as it sits right now is very seasonal. So pretty amazing place. Um, Again, very COVID-friendly,
0: all open air. You talked about one tent, but it's still open air, fresh air. You can be socially distanced. Mask rules are in effect here, all that good stuff. Um, But check this place out. Um, Check them out online. It's topwirehp.com. And then um, more importantly is their location. If you drive to the outlet malls out in Woodburn, which people see, and then uh, hang a right and just keep going, you'll find uh, the signs, big, huge blue state signs sitting up there directing people here. But it is
2: an unbelievable place, dog-friendly. Very um, dog-friendly. Dogs and children are both welcome, so long as they're all on leashes and well-behaved.
0: Yeah, perfect, perfect.
2: I, I always keep my kid on a leash. So
0: the, uh, And then, like I said, the ambience is ridiculous, and the beer is even better. So check it out, listeners. Um, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Of course.
2: It. And to, you, to all of you that are going to access the website there, that beer list that you can find is up to date. So if there's something that you think might be on tap, like, I don't know, maybe a little bit of Pliny the Elder, a little bit of that new Sticky Hands it goes live on the website as soon as it's on tap. So Sticky Hands I. Marmalade. I just picked up me a can, mm. so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So Right on. Well, thank you guys very much. We appreciate you coming out here, and hopefully we'll catch you again before the end of the season. Cool. Thanks, man. Take care. Cheers.
0: All right. Big thanks to Joey from the Top Wire Project uh, and the folks out at the Top Wire Project at Crosby Hop Farm. So, again, awesome setting, man. Had a great day with you out there. Sip some beers. That's a great place. Was there for the opening release of the Marmalade, uh, Sticky Hands Marmalade by Block yeah. 15. So Got first cans, dude, as they were putting them on the shelf. That's fantastic. I know. That's pretty cool. So, again, awesome place. Uh, Tis the season. We're going to hit you hard with hops this month. Um, so, hopefully, uh, you guys like hops and you like fresh hops because I have a feeling there's a lot coming at you.
1: So... <laughs>
0: Well, um, let's see what else we got. So homebrew-wise, I came home from this thing, and we had about five hours, six hours, until we were going to regroup and have yeah. a campfire. Yep. And I spun out of an IPA, dude. So I uh, took some leftover grains and some leftover hops and leftover yeast and got it going and essentially used some Saniam hops as a base Um, And so this is a pretty light, uh, kind of a pilsnery lager-type grain bill. Okay. And then I used, like I said, the boiling hops were a -A Saniam. And then I used Citron Galaxy as my uh, last 20-minute flavoring.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, so should be interesting. I should be able to pull the citrus out of it and then some uh, crazy stuff out of the Galaxy hops. Yeah. So, but with that... On that note, you and I are attending a class tomorrow with uh on hops. Yeah, but a hop
1: sensory class. Yeah,
0: a hop sensory class put on by the Yakima Chief Hops uh, group up in Yakima there, and so we are taking a, a class. I'm taking two classes, uh, but the one we're taking together tomorrow is the hop sensory class. Yeah. So. They sent us uh, some samples of hops, and so we're going to do this thing online because of COVID, right? And they're going to help teach us to basically tell what's going on in hops, which so, is cool.
1: Yeah. I really like that.
0: Well, you took a sensory class a few years ago, right? I, I
1: it was probably about I want to say six years ago now, five or six. Okay, and uh, who was that it, through? It was through I believe it was the um, University of Oregon. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a beer sensory class, so it was this one. Um, it was on how to tell off flavors in your beer, what causes them, um, what normal beer should taste like if you don't have the the uh, off flavors, um, and it just went through what your beer goes through during the fermentation process uh what chemical compounds there are there was just a lot involved with the class so it was pretty cool
0: well i expect kind of the same from yakima hops tomorrow so they sent us all these great samples these bags of hops and uh we get expect that we'll instead of grains and and finished beer right we're going to be doing it off of just one component of beer correct and, uh that's pretty ba- badass yeah so. And then I am taking uh, kind of the part two of that class, another sensory type class um, on experimental hops. Yes. And so I'm doing that on Friday. And um, they sent me a whole bag of their experimental hops from the fields out at Yakima Chief. So, but the cool thing we learned is they have online classes. Yes. So you, you saw one of the classes. I mean, they've got homebrewer focused classes, Yeah. buyer focused classes.
1: They've got a lot of different stuff, Uh, and the really cool thing about a lot of their classes is if you can't attend them live, you can go back in and watch the replays of them, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, If I would have known that, I would have signed up for the hop, uh, the experimental hop one to get the hops and then go back in and do the replay and have those experimental hops with me as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a interesting thing. So I think looking to see kind of uh, what what they've got available and um, and tailoring it to kind of what you what you need to learn in home brewing. Right, uh, these guys have the classes, so check it out. Go to Yakima Chief Hops and then look at their online training or their training. Um, they do a brew school. So and I was hoping we could get into that this year. It always precedes uh, Hop Fest. And uh, or the Fresh Ale Fest, and um, and so this year because of COVID again, they're not doing it. Yep. Um, But they're doing components online. So hoping next year we can get an invite to attend the uh, that brew school. That that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So well, the Fresh Hop Ale Festival is looking like it's uh, stacking up to be another great one. So had conversations with some people, some different brewers about uh, doing interviews while we're set up there. So I'm hoping in the next couple weeks we get those solidified and um, we know we are going to start off at Varietal. So we're going to come in to town on Friday, probably late morning, and the first stop is going to be a Varietal down in Sunnyside. It's a little bit south of Yakima. And we'll hang out, hopefully there, with the Varietal crew, check them out, have some of their beers, and then shoot up towards yakima and i expect we'll be hanging out um we'll definitely be hanging out somewhere in the valley there right um picking up a couple different places but uh look for more information about where we're gonna be and uh and the pre-parties that we're planning on attending or who we're connecting up for interview wise on the next couple episodes here so all right well it's that time you know what time it is Well, it could be one of two times. Well, it's that time. All right. That's your time. That's my time. (laughs) It's the business time. It's the Kickstarter or Kickstart My Heart time. Well, there's two new Kickstarter campaigns that uh, are focused on breweries. So there is M.A.E. Brewing Company out of Ocala, Florida, O-C-A-L-A, Florida. Okay. Um, And they, when we start clicking on these guys, want to do a brewery startup. And so... uh, They are looking for, in Chinese... um, (laughs) Why is this in Chinese? (laughs) They are looking for a bunch of money here.
1: They know who's got the money.
0: They are looking for $18,000. They currently have 201 bucks. They have five backers with 33 days to go. So they got a ways to go.
1: Ways to go, but... For a brewery startup, 18 really isn't that much.
0: No, I agree. And so when we look at these guys, um, they say it became a reality when we, the Natera brothers, decided to take our love of beer and food and go into business as a family. Ooh. Immigrating from Columbia to the United States uh, in their teens, they learned how to do, basically, do things and fight their way for the American dream. Sure. But they're looking for a MAE beer. They're going to do that with Tapas in a tap room. And one of them is a chemical engineer, and the other one is a homebrewer type guy. So um, they need help with construction equipment costs to get their brewery off the ground. Let's see what the pledge is. So, again, 18000 bucks is what they want to raise. They're 200 They got 30 days to go or so. Um, first level, fifteen bucks gets you a backer recognition on social media, brewery sticker, and a plastic cup with the logo. Twenty-five bucks gets you same thing, but a koozie as well. Ooh. Sixty bucks gets you two pint glasses, uh, stickers, and a T-shirt, and a hundred bucks. Uh, let's see what 100 bucks gets you. Laser engraved bottle opener, brewery T-shirt, and a golden supporter plaque. Uh, they got a bunch. So, again, oh. pretty cool stuff, pretty cool logo. Uh, check these guys out. It's MAE Brewing Company out of Ocala, Florida. Again, uh, they need some donations. Let's get help them get off the ground on their Kickstarter campaign here. And then the second one is out of the UK, out of Nottingham, and it's called the Battle of the Breweries. Ooh. And it's a card game. It's the all the all the kids these days are playing games. Yeah. Right? So this is a card game and essentially you're trying to build a brewery. And it says it's the official trading card and card game, partner of the world's greatest breweries. And there's a bunch of breweries listed on here. Um, but essentially, uh, they have a card game where you are trying to build a brewery and try to, trying to build the best brewery. The best so, brewery.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So let's see where they're at. They're uh, looking for sixteen thousand three hundred eighty bucks, and they're currently at thirteen thousand four hundred and change. So wow. one hundred and sixteen backers, sixteen days to go. Probably gonna make this. I'm thinking they got this thing. Uh, if you do a Pledge of a euro, I'm guessing what that is, uh, or a pound, I guess. Thanks for being a legend. They're just gonna give you a thanks. Pledge of uh, a <laughs> euro more or more, you get a pack of trading cards or some stuff like that. You get a bre- you get an actual whole board deck for free if you uh, uh, pledge six or more. So, anyways, there's a bunch of levels here. Um, essentially, you're building a brewery with their playing cards and. Uh, I'm not a big board game guy, but Mm -hmm. these guys look like there's a bunch backing them. So uh, this thing could become a reality. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's our uh, episode of Kickstarter the Heart.
1: All
0: right, Kickstarter my heart. Not too bad, huh?
1: No. A couple different things for uh,
0: you to invest in, get on the ground floor of uh, that opportunity and be involved. So, yeah. A board game company and a brewery. So, all right. Well, um, sounds like the Timbers just won. So, uh, didn't think that was going to happen. No. 2 0 over Seattle in Seattle. The. streak continues up there where we just keep going up there and we win. Yeah.
1: Just as long as we don't keep losing like 6-2 to down here.
0: I still think. I mean, again, I love Portland. Rose City till I die. But uh, Seattle is pretty freaking amazing. Oh, they are. They're they're,
1: they're a good team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't say they were good. That was you.
1: No, that was me. They are. They're a good team.
0: They're just uh, loaded. I mean, they
1: consistently make the playoffs.
0: No means no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what are you brewing? What do you got going? So, we talked about I came home, brewed in IPA, got that going. But, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. So, I've got officially three beers in fermentation stage, you plus do. A, a bottle or a five gallon bucket of uh, rum must. So, Ooh. what do you got going?
1: Oh, I just have the uh, Marzin okay. in the tank, um, fermenting right now. Oh. That should be done in about, I would say, another two weeks, maybe a week and a half. Okay. Uh, then that will go into the lagering stage. Um, and then it's going to be either the red raspberry oatmeal milk chocolate stout oh. or the strawberry kolsch that gets done next. I'm not sure which.
0: Which way are you leaning?
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking it's still fairly warm out, so I might lean towards doing the strawberry Kolsch. Okay. Um, and save the the other one for the kind of the fall rollout.
0: No, that's good. So I think—well, uh, I mean, and you do your winter beer every year. And what are you going to do winter beer-wise? I don't know. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's—I'm uh, still researching that one.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's— uh... That's coming up right around the corner. It right? is. So, uh,
1: I'm, I'm cutting it tight with uh, brewing schedules on getting everything done.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, hit Brewing in the News. We interrupt our program to bring you a special broadcast. Brewing in the News. All right. Well, beer news. I guess uh, first and foremost, De Chutes or De Chutes or De, de, de shoots. Shits. Uh, Teams up with the Pac-12, so uh, college football folks out there, uh, new uh, relationship, collaborative relationship between Deschutes Brewery and the Pac-12. So uh, details were just released of this partnership, and uh, for the 2021 college football season, uh, beginning August 28th. Uh, Ben's Original Craft Brewery um, is going to be teaming up with the Pac-12, and so you'll see their branding and all their type of stuff all over everything. So
1: That's a big, big step.
0: Yeah, and so uh, the other thing is they're going to be not just football. It's for the Pac-12 Men's Basketball Tournament as well. So oh. you're not going to have any of that crappy macrobrew stuff sitting around. <laughs> Deschutes Brewery uh, just jumped in here and uh, took the carpet out from underneath Budweiser. So
1: Said, hey, this is how you do
0: beer. This is how you do beer, baby. That's how you do beer. So uh, beer news, too. Uh, the 2021 Portland Fresh Hops Festival Returns uh, coming up. So it's their 17th annual Fresh Hop Festival and it's put on by the Oregon Brewers Guild. Um, This thing every single year is kind of cutting edge and all that, but it's over at the uh, Glendover Golf and uh, Tennis Driving Range. Mm. Love food. Von Ebert's there. I think there's Sour Houses over there.
1: Um, Oh, yeah, it is. Yep. Bonnie Bird Sour is over there.
0: Yeah. So they've got uh, that going on. So October 1st from 4 to 8. Um, and then they'll have uh, October 2nd and then October 3rd. Actually, I take that back. So October 1st, 4 to 8. And then Saturday, October 2nd, noon to 4. And then 4.30 to 8.30. So you have different sessions where they're going to be coming in and you rotate in and you can have some uh, beer. Yeah. But they'll have 300 tickets per session so plus volunteers and staff okay. so you got to buy your tickets and figure out what session you want to go to so um tons of different brewers on tap so rogue stormbreaker pelican migration hub ecliptic hop capital which we're going to see up in uh yakima is going to be up there hop capital opened up a uh a satellite location here so oh,
1: interesting
0: little beaver all sorts of folks there so kind of cool um, what else we got? So in the brewing news, uh, Stickman Brewing is uh, doubling, basically doubling in size. They're going to add two more uh, breweries. So Really? Yeah, or not breweries, but tap houses. Yeah, so wow. they are going to open location three and location four coming up. And so uh, we see that actually popping up later this year. They're going to open one up at Cedar Mill area or Cedar Hills area. Um, And so you'll have one up there kind of by that Twalton Hills Park uh, Park Complex up there. Okay. And then they're opening another one, I believe, over in the Happy Valley area. So Hmm. uh, you'll have that there. It's hard to beat that
1: location they've got in downtown Lake Oxfee.
0: I'm telling you where we saw Ridgewell all the time. Yeah, so, that's
1: a hard one to beat.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. So, But, yeah, Stickman's got uh, some extra locations. And, of course, uh, their second location besides Lake Oswego is in Tualatin. So, uh, but, yeah, big, big news for Stickman because they're uh, no longer a little guy, man. They've no, got they're branching the out. Place. Yeah, so. And uh, let's see what else we got in the news as we're rattling the newspaper here. So, uh, basically... That's all we see. So, Hmm. oh no! How did I almost miss that? So, the biggest news is: Do you love? Do you love craft beer, Gary?
1: Oh, we love craft beer. You You like it?
0: Do you know what type of beer you love?
1: Of course I do.
0: Well, so these chemists, uh, related to Popular Mechanics, found a way to verify a beer's quality. So now you can actually chemically test a beer for high quality being high quality high quality there so really absolutely so uh, basically these guys uh, took 400 samples of commercially available beer um, from over 40 different countries and they did two different type evaluations on it and then found a way to chemically break it down to see what is the difference between a high quality brew and a low quality brew and uh, they've got it down they say it's they say it's possible now, so they can tell you what makes a good beer versus what is not a good beer, a low quality. I
1: think I'm gonna throw the red flag on this. Why? It's all objective.
0: Subjective, right? Well that too. Well, this is objective,
1: but that's objective, but it it's it depends on what you feel is good beer. Right. And high quality versus what they feel is high quality
0: beer. Well, so they say consider this chemists in germany have used two new analytical methods to uncover the true complexity of commercial beers including the tens of thousands of different molecules that make up your beer and so the results could help brewers and drinkers authenticate local beers in much the same way connoisseurs verify wine and other regional products Mm. translation soon you won't need to get Worry about your beer containing unnecessary fillers and preservatives or cheaper ingredient substitutions because we'll be able to verify by God if this has rice filler in it or something. Oh, like that. there you so, go. Yeah. Anyways, interesting. So, but that is in the news this week's edition. All right, in the news. There you go. You learned anything?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Beer science, dude. Beer
1: science, man. Beer it's science.
0: Yeah, well, that's our look back at the week's news and kind of what's going on in the beer world. So who, who would have thought? Deschutes, man. They're taking over the world. Taking By Boneyard.
1: Over sh- nice and slowly.
0: Now taking on the Pac-12. Yeah. Next thing you know, everybody is going to have Deschutes beer dispensers in their house. <laughs> That's all you can get is Deschutes beer. So. Yeah, well. All right, man. Well, uh, I think that's all I got for this week. So uh, we got some cool stuff on tap potentially for next week. So taking a trip down to the beach, and I'll be there for a better half of a uh, good good chunk of days—five yeah. days or so. Um, set up an interview or two with some local breweries down on the coast and the mid coast there. So. Uh, look for something from uh, potentially from our friends over at Wolf Tree. Look for something potentially from Rogue. Um, we're in discussions there. And then, uh, like I said, all sorts of good stuff coming out of Yakima's for our trip. So going to uh, be a blast. Again, Wandering Hop, uh, Hop Capital, uh, Yakima Chief. I mean, all sorts of guys we're in discussions with. So uh, lots of good content coming at you. Uh, hit us up on the social media pages if you uh, you have something we should be paying attention to if you've got your own breaking news um, i think you heard some breaking news on the interview there at was. top wire yeah so if, you, if you go back and listen to that carefully you might catch some breaking news so all right buddy well let's get out of here and uh i guess with that tim beers tim beers Thanks for listening to the Portland Tim Beers podcast. Be sure to visit the Portland Tim Beers podcast on ACAST.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the Tim Beers podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Tim Beers.